You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Repack, presented by Acme Packing Company. I'm Justice Mosqueda. I'm joined here by Evan Tex Western. Say what's up to people, Tex. Oh, what's up? Life is pain. We're back. Back for another round. <laughs> how do we, yeah, how do we feel, you know, on the other side of the light? Because the Green Bay Packers at this point, I'm looking at 538 right now, have a 5% chance of making the playoff. I cannot believe this team tried to trade a first round pick on Tuesday. If you, if you, uh, believe the Jay Glazer report that the Packers were willing to give up a first round pick for DJ Moore. This team is not good. No. Um, don't really know what they're fighting for. I mean, the Aaron Rodgers press conference after the game, like LeFleur laughs and he's like, we got eight games left. What do you mean? Like, what are we fighting for? We got eight mm-hmm. games left. And then Rodgers is like, he took a long pause. Cause they were like, what do you even do at this point? And he's just like, you got to dig deep down inside you, and hopefully we can go on a run. You're going to be doubted. I'm sure people have been doubted before in this locker room, and it's like, <laughs> this team sucks. This team can't score. Po- this team can't score points. Aaron, you went two of nine for seven yards and two interceptions in the red zone. You're going to be doubted. You're going to be doubted a little bit. They just. Like it, we haven't even talked about the fact that all right, yeah, they lost fifteen to nine to the one and six Lions, right? Like, and and they moved the ball all game long. I kept saying it throughout the entire game. Like every drive of the Packers in this entire game, except for one drive at the end of the second quarter that was one kneel down to kill the clock. Every other drive in this game, they finished in Lions territory, and they came away with two scores: one touchdown, one field goal. They had three failed third down or failed fourth downs. And uh, three turnovers. Like, wh- how do you? How does an offense? How can an offense function like relatively mod- moderately well, right, between the twenties, and then just completely trip all over itself every time it gets in the red zone? How does this happen? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Uh, and and we talked about this during the Twitter spaces, but um, you know they were they were passing the ball at the goal line. Right. And it was because, uh, you know, they were jamming up the bodies in the box. It, I, I think LaFleur and Rodgers both said that, you know, the lines were getting in there with six defensive linemen, which is something, you know, at times the Packers do too. Mm-hmm. Um, so teams are just daring them to throw. They're daring yeah. Aaron Rodgers to throw a guy who signed a contract that will pay him $50 million per year. And, Pain. Have, <laughs> basically, at any given point, he can have you know a sixty million dollar dead cap during that contract for the Packers to let him let him leave or have him retire, whatever it is. And they're daring that guy to pass, and it's like, oh my god, the well, whole the and- whole the whole thing about that Aaron Rodgers contract. People are talking about 
He needs help. He needs help. He needs help. He was supposed to be the help. Exactly. He was supposed, supposed to be, be the help. He's yeah, getting he's, fifty million dollars per year. He's supposed to be the one that that drives the drives this this engine and um you know helps helps these you know, no name receivers and young receivers come along and 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 drive the offense and when you have you know an offense that really is driven through Aaron Jones and then you don't use him and then he gets hurt in the second half and you know Rodgers plays the way he did like he he acknowledged in his press conference that he made a bunch of shitty throws well yeah thanks we all it's about time that uh, you start using that that type of language with yourself in your own evaluations, because man, he had he had a bunch of terrible throws today, um, and and he just I it this feels to me like the the final Peyton Manning season at this point, like it's it's just not there, and his arm's not as shot as as Manning's was for that last year in in Denver, but like it's it's not what it was that yeah. much we can see it's always it's so how does this get better not just from now but moving forward right mm-hmm. um if they're an rpo based team and they're getting passes batted down or they're they're getting these things forced to them how i mean do you got to run more motion is that the answer is that the difference between yeah. the devonte adams stuff when you know, Jalen Ramsey's head is spinning, right? And, yeah. And what they're doing right now is that the difference? Because the arm strength is there. You know, you're you're right, yeah. but he's throwing. Uh, I mean, he's going to throw more interceptions than he's virtually ever thrown this yeah. year. The I think uh, Tom Silverstein had a a piece right right away this afternoon that talks about like it. This this clearly can't be the type of offense that Matt Lafleur wants to run. This is this feels like the Aaron Rodgers offense because they're staying in shotgun. There's not a whole lot of, wasn't a whole lot of motion. Um, the, the, the throwback play to Bakhtiari, like who's embarrassing. What (laughs) embarrassing even before the result, like, yeah, you're throwing to a guy who can't stay healthy, man. Mm -hmm. He was Um, out in the second half and then was like, I'm good to go for the two minute drill. I have no idea. This guy just can come and go whenever he wants to. The soap opera continues. Like, ah, I don't know. I don't know that we're ever going to get a good answer as to what the hell's going on with his knee. Um, I didn't like Roger's response after the after the game either. Did you hear it? I missed it. No, he was like, oh, you know, he like got a smirk about the interception. It was like, you know, I overthrew that or I underthrew that, and like David, you know, in our friendship for for life like he's probably never gonna let that one go and i'm like why are you happy about this dude oh my god why are you happy about this we just lost to a one-win football team with the season on the line why are you smiling about david and your friendship i understand you guys are friends now's not the time nobody gives a shit right now buddy that's not the time oh my god (laughs) oh they keep asking rogers about Rodgers and uh, it, they they asked him today if he regrets not retiring. <laughs> I want Lafleur asked if he regrets giving Rodgers that contract. Yeah, like because this is, dude. Aaron Rodgers is gonna make sixty million dollars cash next year <sighs> if he decides to come back, which he probably will because he doesn't want to go out like this. So yeah, here here's here's an interesting 
dilemma in, in quandary I've been discussing with a couple people this afternoon. If the Packers end up being bad enough for like a top five pick, I think they're sitting at like number eight right now based on where the standings and tiebreakers and stuff are. If they end up in a top five pick, like they have to draft a quarterback, right? That's the only chance that this team has had for a top five pick in almost 20 years. You you can make that call before Jordan Love, his uh, his fifth year option is one that you have to kick in because they don't have to wait until or yeah. they don't have to make that decision until after the draft. So like if you're if you're drafting in the top five, figure out which of like Stroud and Caleb Williams and Bryce Young you like and go get him. Like I, <laughs> you're I never going to have another chance at like that. that. I don't know. I don't think they're going to because I mean, for whatever reason, they think that this team can compete right now. Right. I mean, not only did they go into the off season and were like, yeah, Jaron Reed, we can just play you a defensive end opposite of Dean Lowry. Like <laughs> Sammy Watkins, you'll be good enough at wide receiver for us to compete. But at the trade deadline, they tried to trade for all these wide receivers. And that's just crazy to me. You're you're way further away. I was looking at the the Goot draft picks. Um and I'm not team fire goot or anything. Yeah. At least yet. Like I don't think he's done anything bad. Like he would have done the things that I would have done. So how mm-hmm. how can I call for him getting canned? Right. But I was looking at the draft picks and it's like there's not that many guys batting above kind of where they've been drafted at the very least. Like mm-hmm. even you look at like Gary, who hopefully is healthy enough to finish out the season. That'd yeah. be, that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare injury. I don't even want to talk about that just yet. But like Gary was drafted 12th, right? He's a two year starter on a rookie deal. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Did he bat? Like, are they getting a ton of value out of these draft picks? Christian Watson, yeah. they traded two second round picks for him. He's literally on his fifth injury right now of the season. Devontae Wyatt made a play today, and I joked that it was his first snap of the season. <laughs> they just don't play the guy. Like, there's just not very many cheap contracts where guys are outperforming their draft value. And yeah. that's what builds a championship roster. It's not. It, it was yeah. it, it's it's you know it's all the fourth round offensive linemen that Ted found right it's yeah. it's trading up getting a guy like Clay at 26 and you know getting top 10 value out of him and you know having him be a you know at least for a good stretch like a, a DPOI candidate um it's it's consistently hitting on your second and third round wide receiver picks every year year after year after year like yeah, that's that's where you you make your money as a GM is, is like you said, it's finding surplus value. And um too often this, you know, under Goody, you know, they haven't had a third round pick that has been anywhere near worthy right. of that that status. Like it's nice that Josiah Devar is getting into the the game plan a little bit more these last couple of weeks, but that's still a third round pick that you spent on your like third tight end. Um so yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a great track record and, and I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not ready to pull the ripcord on, on Goody by any means right now Um to say that, you know, the Packers didn't 
you know, didn't sufficiently plan for being with without Devontae Adams. Well, yeah, they tried to bring Devontae Adams back. That was, you know, a yeah. huge portion of this offseason was, you know, trying to get him to come back. So that was the goal going into the offseason was not to not have Devontae Adams. Um but yeah, the the eval piece, um, the the draft classes, it's definitely a a concern and um and like you said, those building blocks just just haven't been there on a consistent basis these last five years. I I think the team, if they want to, right, they can compete next year in terms of like getting into the playoffs, all that stuff. I'm I'm sure they could figure out something that looks better than this on the offensive side of the ball. I'm not questioning that at all, right? Yeah. But I think if they were really honest and took a hard look at it, they would say our window opens up in 2024. That's the next time, like, if we get under these, if we get out of some of these contracts and stuff, right, and, you know, we we can take the cap hit of, like, okay, David's, you know, Bakhtiari is going to be gone right in the offseason. Let's yep. just take our medicine right now. I think that's when it opens up. The problem is I ha- still have no idea, and I talked about this with, Archon on on uh, intercepted. I have no idea how any of these timelines work out, man. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers thirty eight years old. He's about to turn thirty nine. Can you tell him like, hey, twenty twenty four? I don't yeah. think he can. So I don't. <laughs> I don't know what you like. At this point, would it be the worst idea to be like, hey, the team isn't built around for success for Aaron Rodgers, at least in the near future. This guy is old. So at least do him right and like send him and get some draft picks back for it. Yeah. In the offseason. I know it's gonna suck. I know it's gonna suck. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> and like maybe you should have done it a year before, right? I mean, that's what everyone says. You'd rather be a year early than a year late, but we're here now. And it's like I don't I don't really see a path of how it gets significantly better next year. Yep. And I think that's the timeline that Rodgers is at least operating on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> it's crazy. Look, look, look at where we are. Three and six. <laughs> and I know people bring up the close games, and I've been the close games guy. The Packers <laughs> haven't lost that many close games relative to how many they've won. I mean, they did win in overtime against Bailey Zappi. I think it's like two and four. Um so it's like one game of a difference. This yeah. team is essentially a 500 team. It's going to be that, a tough race in the NFC. Yeah. And that even feels generous. Like, again, this, this offense, Paul, Paul did a, Noonan did a great thing this week talking about, you know, the, the, the way the fourth down failures have affected this team and like the, the turnovers in the red zone. And it's, again, Paul looks like a prophet. For, for the way this game turned out, right? Focusing yeah. on, you know, things like, you know, yards per point. Um, you don't want to have to be in in the bottom in terms of like the most yards relative to to the points that you score. They had like almost 400 yards or something yeah, today. 389 yards and they scored nine points. Yeah. That's, Crazy. That's insanity. And, the, and yet again, uh, and they did that, by the way, against, again, a historically bad defense in in detroit that's uh you know putting up quite literally you know historic numbers in terms of dvoa and some of these other um 
yeah, EPA numbers and things. So, um, yeah, for them to just, again, go out and, you know, not even crack double digits against that, that team situationally on offense, they just look completely lost. And, and then the other one that killed me was in that the very last drive, the last series when everything, you know, kind of goes to hell again in the red zone. Um, the Packers took a timeout right before fourth down because the play clock was running down to zero. And then they come out of the timeout and they have to rush to get the snap off because yeah. they don't get to the line until there's eight seconds left on the play clock. How in the hell does that happen? <laughs> They were they were all discombobulated. I mean, that happened a couple times during the game where yeah. the Packers, for what for whatever reason, the Packers had kind of gotten away with that. I mean, I know we made fun of Aaron Rodgers for taking it down to the one. The pass rushers are just like auto jump, right? They just teleport into the backfield because they're like, if you're going to snap the ball, it's literally on this second. Um, they've gotten away from that like this year, but for whatever reason in this Lions game, it appeared again. It appeared multiple times. I felt like there were five different plays in this game where the the play clock on the screen looked like it hit zero before they snapped the ball. Yeah. They didn't get called for a delay on any of them. They had to call a timeout once or twice on them. But um, I mean, even on the timeouts, there were the defensive players. I looked at it a couple times, and you know, Lions corners are like yep. flagging to throw a flag, and they're like, right. "Dude, that was like multiple seconds after uh-huh. that they like they." I don't. There's a lot of problems with this team, and again, this is why I think. It's patently absurd that this team tried to trade a first round pick for DJ Moore. That's nuts. There's there is no chance that this team is one or probably even two players away from being a contending team. This is not a good football team. End of story. Yeah. I want to talk about the guys that they've were rumored to grab or, mm-hmm. or to be in on the uh, conversation with, I guess is the way that they put it. DJ Moore, apparently they were going to give up a first round pick for him. Six foot, 210 pounds. Um, you know, Darren Waller, who's obviously a tight end. And then Chase Claypool, who's like 230. This has, they're still only looking at big wide big, big bodies all over it. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, looking at the draft and everyone's going to want one. Again, the guy's going to be uh, Quinn Johnston. Mm-hmm. That's really it in the first round, unless you're, <laughs> unless they grab a guy like At Perry. And this is a Packers team that, frankly, there's not enough young talent on the roster right now. This yeah. is a team that, if they get like the eighth pick in the draft, they should probably trade back and get more picks. But they gave up two seconds in this last draft. They drafted two guys in the first round. You'd barely be able to tell. This mm-hmm. year, I this is this team is rudderless. I yeah. don't know what this team does. The one guy on the offense who can generate yards is Aaron Jones, and his contract is ballooned so large that you have to have a conversation about letting him go or not. Like, how dumb is this team constructed? <laughs> like, this team is not ready to compete right now. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, and we all know that COVID messed with the finances of, of NFL teams. You know, two two years ago. And the Packers are still paying for that as, you know, as they had to kick the can down the line with a bunch of the, the dead money and, and void years and all that stuff coming into play, um, you know, to field viable teams in 2020 and 21. But yeah, there's, there are some, 
some genuinely puzzling decisions when it comes to uh, some of those contract structures. And, you know, the and, and again, we've talked about Bakhtiari and just the timing of his injury, right? If, if that doesn't happen when it does, you know, literally what, six weeks after he signs his giant extension yeah. in 2020, like we're, you know, that's a, that's a whole different conversation too. But um, yeah, I mean, you, you're looking at, at the Bach deal, the, the Aaron Jones deal, both being, you know, how do you carry those guys on those cap hits next year? There's, especially with Jones, you, you absolutely can't, you've got to do something. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it, it, again, it's tough. Like you said, tough to see how this team is, you know, a viable Super Bowl contender next year. Would you, what would it take for you to trade Rodgers? Oh boy. That's, I feel like that's not a fair question right now after today's game and yeah. after his comments this like after this game. Um the, the APC Slack is going up right now talking about what a putz he is and like how how ridiculous, you know, he's he's acting right now. But um I mean it's gotta be multiple first round picks still, right? Like he's still I think so. He's still a recent two time MVP. Um you know, I don't know if I don't know if I were another team's GM if I would offer that, but I think I think you can probably get that for him. The last year, I said three. I think it was three first, mm-hmm. and then or it was like two first and Derek Carr. I think that's like the best yeah. that I had come up with. Um, teams with two first round picks: the Seattle Seahawks, the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Denver Broncos. I think the only team that would really Seattle see would Seattle do it? Oh man, Schneider <laughs> would Seattle do it? But the way Geno's playing, I mean, they they won okay. again today in in Arizona. Like Geno's playing great ball right now. I don't know. Like they just they just were on the other side of that deal. I can't. I I would have I would have trouble seeing them turn around and then give up. You know, give up a bunch of picks for Rodgers a year after they got a bunch of picks for Ross. The other thing, Archon and I brought up in the preview of this game was. LaFleur's probably done enough that he doesn't have to stick around for the rebuild. If he wanted to go do TV for a year or two and do the Sean Payton thing, and he gets to pick his own spot at quarterback, like, would you blame him? Nope. The cupboards are pretty, but like, I wouldn't blame him. I'd be like, dang, that sucks, but I understand. I I wouldn't blame him for, you know, wanting to go to a place where he could he could mold a, a young quarterback in in the image that he wants, right? Yeah. Um, rather than having to, you know, deal with a forty year old grumpy guy who is just kind of gonna gonna do whatever the hell he wants to do. <laughs> oh man! Oh, All right. Boy. Um, feels like a good time. Go to break, and then uh, we're gonna vibe checks. I'm mm-hmm. sure you could guess how that's gonna go. Vacations can be tricky. 
You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Okay. The offensive side of the ball. Terrible. <laughs> I just I still cannot believe they threw the interception on the David Bakhtiari oh. is eligible play. And, and, and the fact that they would make him run a route when he's health, not healthy enough to play a full fucking football game. The the most hilarious part about that play to me is still the fact that he was open. And yes. if Rogers actually just, you know, puts his arm into it and if, if he doesn't underthrow it by five yards, he's got Bakhtiari wide open for that touchdown. <laughs> so, um, oh my God, can, can we split this down into like between the twenties and red zone? Because red zone vibe checks are, are negative numbers. Horrific. Just like negative 10 out of 10. <laughs> How did Aaron Jones only have 25 rushing yards today? that's crazy. I mean, there was a point in the middle of the second quarter where they're like, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Jones just got his fourth touch of the game. Like, I think, I think he literally had three or four touches in the first quarter of the, of this football game. I and that was with the, kept and that was, AJ Dillon. And that was with the Packers actually moving the ball mm-hmm. and, and holding on to the ball for, for a decent amount of time in, in the first half. I mean, their first drive was a 13 play 88 yard drive, took six minutes off the clock and in a, in a, interception next drive seven plays 57 another pick and then there was the uh a 12th play 61 yard drive that ended at the the fourth and goal uh i'm sorry that was the fourth and three um at like the 38 yard line so like they had they had plenty of opportunity um and just for whatever reason didn't seem like they were all that interested in getting jones worked in the game plan and i know they're like a man heavy team and stuff like that. And at the goal line, I understand the goal line stuff. Like the lines were basically yeah. like jacking up the box as much as you can. But you would think you would be able to get Eric Jones, like line him up at wide receiver and like have him do some end rounds every once in a while. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure that would work. I, I just don't get it. Um, Kylan Hill got a touch. Kylan Hill's back. I'm happy for Kylan. 
Yep. One one of the bright spots of the game. Um, the other guy who returned was Chris Barnes, who had a weird day, certified yeah. weird day. So the game started, and we're talking about defense now, but the game started. Isaiah McDuffie got his first NFL start after he played basically his first game on defense this past weekend uh, or last weekend. Got a start and then was benched within like three plays. Chris Barnes, who's been on IR for a month, um, comes in and basically replaces him outside of like a goal line stand. And then he ends up getting hurt himself. And it's like, the heck are we doing? We're playing guys who like aren't even practicing to be starters. Guys, I mean, Chris Barnes was, I think he's been in practice for like three days, maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he just came back on, on Wednesday. That sounds right. So, uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't know Kylan Hill was activated and was going to play in this game earlier this week, like on a Thursday. (laughs) On Thursday, he got a carry. Oh my god! Well, the other thing we haven't touched on in this game is the fact that the Packers had seven starters leave the game with injuries at different times. Um, I guess that six or seven, depending on how you see Christian Watson. But Dobbs busts his ankle was seen on crutches and in a walking boot boot after the game. Eric Stokes, same situation. Uh, Runyon at least came back in the game and, you know, in the second quarter uh, after leaving on the first drive and, and he came back and played the rest of the way. Then you've got the Bakhtiari thing where he plays the whole first half, then sits out almost the entire second half until he comes back in for the last drive. Watson probably got concussed again. Yeah. Um, at the very least, I mean, he took a big hit and, and they pulled him to, to do an evaluation and then Rashawn Gary and Aaron Jones, both going out and, and not coming back. Um, just an absolute mess and, and, and just a, a mash unit in this game for, for the Packers and the Lions had a couple of, uh, a couple of rough injuries too, that, that came on during the game. So, man, I don't know if there's something about that turf at Ford field, um, this does I was feel joking. Like a, they were playing on a, a rug over rocks and glass. Like guys <laughs> are just going down like crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it. This definitely feels like another data point for the you know abolish artificial turf uh, talking point across the NFL. I guess the one positive is like the offensive line. They seem to know their pecking order on the offensive line. They're like, yes, yeah, our sixth guy is Zach Tom. And it doesn't matter what position goes yeah. down. Zach Tom is the guy. Yeah. Anything other than center, basically, at this point, maybe even center, because, you know, Hanson is on injured reserve right now. Yeah. Um, it would have been interesting to see if I, – I bet they probably would have put in Newman if, you know, Runyon left for a bit and then they, – they never crossed over Runyon and Bakhtiari being off of the field right. at the same time. If they would have and they had to bring in – Another guard, I wonder if they would have brought in Newman, which probably would have been. I, I, yeah, I would assume that Tom would, would have been out at left tackle for Bakhtiari and, and Newman would have come on at right guard. That that seems like the, the logical approach. At receiver, so Watkins missed a good amount of time. Dobbs missed basically the whole game, um, unfortunately. Yeah. Lazard and Toure, that was basically the show. I mean, Lazard, it's just – Throws up the sideline. Can you make a contested catch and man coverage? And yep. then Toure, he had some shots thrown at him. He caught a 25-yarder. He probably could have caught, like, what was it, like a 40-yarder? If that Rodgers was... had given a better ball? Yep. Yeah, but uh, that, that well could have been a touchdown if he puts a little more uh, loft on that and, and 
gets it to carry a little bit, but uh, instead, yeah, Kirby Joseph made a great play on it. Uh, it it does it is interesting though. Like it keeps seeming like it takes an injury and you know late into the game before the Packers actually turn to Toure and start giving him significant snaps. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, just these last two games, I think he's shown at least enough that you should be sprinkling him in a little bit more in the game plan early on in the game. But it seems like you know in in this one it was you know after Dobbs get goes out after Watson goes out that was when he finally started getting some playing time. And, uh, and getting a couple targets. I, I would like to see a little more of him early in games if, if those guys are, even if those guys are healthy. And then again, you know, Dobbs looks like he'll probably be out for a couple of weeks, at least with, yeah. with that ankle. If not, you know, if not the season. Um, and who knows again, Watson, you know, if he did get a concussion, that's back to back weeks with a concussion. I would imagine if that's the case, you know, he'll be hard pressed to play next week. So, yeah. um, yeah, maybe this will be the, you know, Ture's breakout next week. Against, well, yeah, we'll get into Dallas, that in a second too. A great Dallas oh, team. God. Um, so yeah, I mean that would give you Watkins, Lazard, Toure, Amari, and then maybe Randall Cobb at some point. And when did yeah. he go on IR? He was on oh, week seven, so he's not eligible to return just yet. So well, Jawan Rinfrey coming back up, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, th- now also that means that Toure and Amari are the only two receivers who have not missed significant time with an injury yet this year. Cause Lazard missed last week. All the other guys have missed time. I mean, Cobb's on IR. Watkins just came off IR. Watson has been in and out the entire season. Yeah. So, um, that's what makes yeah. it hard. Like, gosh, how much chemistry do you even think Christian Watson has with Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers didn't show up in the summer, right? Mm-hmm. Watson had the knee surgery. In season, he's been battling hamstrings and now back-to-back weeks with concussions. Yep. So this whole thing is supposed to be built around, like, think of it this way, right? The Packers offseason next year, they don't have a lot of cap space to say, okay, we got to go into the draft, take one big swing at a wide receiver because we already have Dobbs and we have Watson. We need one more guy that we can invest in. But Rodgers is still going to have to lean on Watson and Dobbs while that rookie then goes through the growing pains. I don't even know if he has the chemistry with Watson right now. Yeah, He talked about, you know, we have all these plays that are drawn up for Watson. Watson got zero carries, and he got two targets in this game. I know he left early, but there was no evidence that they had all these plays that they draw up for him. Yeah. Well, it it was interesting. I think the, the play that he got hurt on, I think that was his – was it his first, like, significant downfield target with Rodgers at quarterback? Because um, that was kind of a, you know, a nice intermediate crosser for about 18 yards. Yeah. Um. I don't think Rogers is, has really thrown a pass to him on like a normal route or at to, up to this point in the season, other than the the drop on the very first play of the game against Minnesota. Yeah. So, it's been mostly just like end arounds and like screens. screen things and flats yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> oh brother. All right. Um, five check offense. It's like a seven in between the twenties. I mm-hmm. think. I think it's still concerning. They can never run and pass. It's always one or the other. Um, the red zone is terrible, though. Negative yeah. negative five thousand yep. in the red zone. I can't believe it. Again, the stats are two of nine for seven yards, two interceptions inside the red zone. That's crazy. That's crazy. Unbelievable. 
Again, and, and looking at some of the stats, right? Packers were eight of 15 on third down. Uh, I, maybe their best third down performance of the year. Uh, again, 389 total yards and then 0 for 4 in the red zone, 0 for 2 on goal to go, two picks, 0 for 3 on fourth down. Just again, situational offense is such a challenge for this team. Let's go to the defensive side. The biggest thing I want to talk about, Gary. Yeah. If, Gar- if Gary's out and there were – when I say Twitter doctors, I'm sure people know what I mean, <laughs> right? It, it's like actual people who have degrees who, for some reason, the fantasy football world has demanded that they start analyzing NFL injuries based off of video, right? That's what I mean by Twitter doctors. The Twitter doctors are coming out and saying Gary could have a season-ending injury based off it was a non-contact injury. It was his knee. He pulled it up to his chest and started grabbing it almost immediately. Um, if that's the case, this defense is going to take significant steps backwards. Yep, that's the only guy who can get any sort of pressure consistently in you know one-on-one situations. And the whole Packers defense is basically built to get you into one-on-ones. Like, it's built so that Gary can get pressure. When that guy is going to become J.J. Anikbare or Jonathan Garvin, who's had some terrible reps today. Um, He's back in the lineup after being a healthy scratch for back-to-back weeks. That guy might be a starter now, right? That that guy was a healthy scratch for back-to-back weeks. He might be a down-to-down starter as a pass rusher in the spot that you put your best player in, basically. If if Gary is out, this team is going to get a lot worse on the defensive side. Yeah, that there's not much more to add there. That pretty much, uh, yeah, that that sums it up because because nobody else has has been able to to consistently get pressure. Preston Smith is is still a decent player, but you know he's making his money setting the edge against the run. Yeah. He's not doing it chasing down the quarterback. And Kenny, it's been a quiet month for Kenny. Yeah. I don't know what's been happening there. I need to dig into that more, but Reed know, Lowry, but, uh, yeah. you know, these guys aren't getting pressure at all. I mean, Jared Goff had that play at the goal line. I can't remember if it was third or fourth down. Um, and the Packers sent five, and Goff is just back there patting the ball because they sent Gary on a stunt, so it takes him a little bit longer to get yep. to him. And it's like, okay, so you're putting it on Lowry, Reed, and Preston Smith to be the guys – who get after the quarterback and are like the timer set for the pocket and Goss just back there patting the ball. He gets to his third read and throws a touchdown. And it's like, these guys aren't good enough. No, a lot of these guys are not good enough. Yeah. Well, and, and you saw the, the first drive when they brought six on fourth and goal from or fourth and one, whatever. Um, and that freed up Gary for basically coming unblocked off the edge because they had one more rusher than they could account for. And he got there on a straight line and, and affected the throw and, and forced an incomplete pass. So yeah. um, certainly nobody else has that type of, of explosiveness off the line and, and closing ability on the quarterback. Um, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a real challenge uh, to see, if this team can find a way to to scheme up pressure in a way that they haven't really had to as much because Gary can do so much of it one-on-one on his own. Yeah. And it's going to be hard on the fly doing that against this Cowboys team. That's playing really good. That's yeah. a very good football team. I don't know yep. if have we 
played a team. I guess we played the Bills. I was going to say, have we played a team that good this season? And I think the Bills is the only answer. Yeah. And I think the Cowboys defense is right up there with them. So, yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like this defense is ready for uh, a little bit of an implosion. We have the Jair Mm -hmm. Alexander late hit, and he's like waving at the crowd as like get louder. Savage still can't make a tackle. Stokes is hurt. Inside linebackers Uh. mess right now. I mean, it's like (laughs) Devondre didn't practice all week, but like. McDuffie's too small. Barnes is now banged up. Like he's got, he's got to come back for a meaningless game. He has to come back. Yep. Like, great, awesome. Oh <sighs> man, defense. Yeah. I'm gonna give. They were playing good for, or holding together. I should say mm-hmm. for most of the game. I don't know, like a six. They still yeah. are frustrating in some of the worst ways, where it's like third and two and it's like your corners are off five yards and yeah. just stuff like that where it's like all right do we do we know what the sticks are someone <laughs> on the sideline they do this in college ball right they hold up the number of like how many yards there are to go on the play or they like put up like the the money sign when it's like third down yeah do we need to do that with, with <laughs> i'll do it i'll do it for free <laughs> if it's gonna help but do we need to do that? Because these guys oh, seem God. to like not know like where on the field that they are. The other crazy thing to me too is like pe- just undisciplined penalties. Again, you, know, you mentioned the Jair one. Um, what was the penalty that gave uh, gave Detroit? I think it was on their touchdown, their second touchdown drive. They had a, a second and twenty, and Packers took a penalty in the secondary or something that that yeah. gave them a, a free first down after being on like second or third and long and it's it's and you could feel right like as soon as that happened because they had him backed up in their own territory detroit took a holding penalty to send him back at like second and 20 and you just felt like when they gave him that first down off the penalty uh it, it was it was one of those i think i even said something in slack like oh here comes the long sustained touchdown drive now that they got that that first first down and yeah that was when they went down and and scored their second second time in the game so um just yeah these uh, the the frustrating you know sustained drives that you know they and they they did get, they give up over 50 percent to detroit on third downs again in this game yeah. so you know if they it feels like if they just if they don't get the big play or they don't get a penalty on the offense to to set them back in in a bad down and distance that you can just count on them giving up the the long sustained drive and giving up a couple of third downs and you know, letting a team into the end zone. I think the funniest moment and probably best encapsulates the uh, Packers team this year was Rodgers standing up. They kept cutting to Rodgers on the actual last Lions drive, right? And he's standing up, he's standing up, he's standing up. And then uh, the Lions convert their first third down. And then you see him sit down on the bench and he's like, ah, they're going to be out here for a while and that's how it yep. feels it's like if yeah. if you can get the ball rolling and you can get them on the field after that first third down it's like okay you yeah. can do whatever you want to this team until the 20 yard line and then maybe it changes up a little bit but you can push the ball down the field in a yeah. field goal range at the very least so just <sighs> just a bummer just a bummer i don't think i 
I've been thinking about this more and more. And like, would we, cause the, the Raiders aren't very good either right now. Yeah. If you haven't been keeping up with the NFL. Um, would this actually be better with Devonte? And I don't think it fixes like the structural things on the offensive side. Obviously you get a better wide receiver, which definitely helps. Then I like start doing the math on like Devondre Campbell contract and uh, the Russell Douglas contract. Cause they're probably gone. Yeah. If he comes back, I, I don't think they're really the problem though. Yeah. Like that, that's what I keep going back to. I'm like, Rasul is not the problem. No. Like, Devondre had a terrible start to the season, but I think he's been playing a little better recently. Agreed. I don't think he's the problem. And it's like, what do we need? And it's like, we need two new defensive linemen, a safety, (laughs) probably a couple receivers, and then maybe someone to replace Aaron Jones. Oh, also, Robert Tunyon is going to be a free agent. And it's like, (sighs) that's a lot. I don't holes. think that you can fix that in one off season. I really yeah. don't. No, and not when you don't have any money to spend. Yeah. So, well, it's, it, the only the the only silver lining is that it certainly seems like the Packers are going to have some pretty high draft picks in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Someone said that it's uh, we have potential for a first top five pick since uh, Tony Mandarich, like. Wasn't AJ oh. Hawk? What, wasn't AJ Hawk a number I five? Think or was he was six. Six? I think Hawk was six. I think he was six. Sixth. Okay. I think he was sixth. But yeah, that is a that is a pretty. No, Hawk was fifth though. overall. But was he? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but reg- regardless, like that's that's still painful. That's and that gets back at what I was saying earlier, right? Like this team doesn't draft. They haven't drafted in the top ten even since. Uh, it was it was BJ Raji in yeah. 2009. Um, so they've had you know two picks in the top ten since Tony Mandarich <laughs> in in thirty basically thirty two thirty three years of, of football. So that's why I'm 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 thinking like if they end up at top five, like you're never going to get a better chance to take your swing at a quarterback. And I understand that you know if Rogers is going to be coming back, that that's going to make things awkward for a little while, but I don't know. I, I just, I think if that happens, Rogers is asking for a trade immediately, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, which like, I understand. I get it. At this point, if that's the other thing is like, I've, I'm coming to peace with a lot of these things, right? Like the (laughs) LaFleur, like LaFleur post Rogers. Does he want to stick around? If you don't, I get it. I understand. Mm -hmm. If Rogers today was like, Hey, let's do the farewell tour. I'm not going to be in Green Bay for long. Um, just don't feel like we're we we just don't feel like our timelines match up well. Yeah, I feel like we'd be like, okay, let's try to win a couple ball games, right? But I, I mean, if you can get a couple, I mean, it might take. I don't want to talk too much about this quarterback class because people <laughs> get very heated when you give out quarterback <laughs> evaluations. Stroud. I don't think he's that good. Yeah, there's, not, there's something missing with him. He yeah. reminds me a lot of like Goff, Kirk Cousins, like that level of quarterback. I think the guy is Bryce Young, but if yeah. Bryce Young is going number one, I, I do wonder like the Packers are going to have a pick. What can they get for Rodgers? Could they package up and get Bryce Young? That would be fun. 
yeah. at least we would have something tied up into the future. <laughs> um, because again, I don't think it's love. I think the love dream has been given up on a couple yeah. years ago. I don't yeah. know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a weird year. Wow. Yeah, it's already been a weird year, and we're only halfway through, man. So, eight more of these to go. <laughs> it's crazy. We're only halfway through, and it's like, is there? Who do you think the highest ranking person that Packers fans don't want to get rid of is? Because like Murphy's been catching hell forever. Yeah. I think. I don't. know. Maybe it's Lafleur. People want good out. People want Joe Barry out. People are saying Steno's going to be one and done at offensive yeah. coordinator, even though Lafleur is calling plays. It They're feels like Rogers. yeah. It feels like Lafleur is maybe the the one at that like coordinator coordinator level or above who you know people aren't calling for his head just yet, at least not significantly. Yeah. Ugh. Well, yeah. I mean, got a whole half a year left. Uh, we'll get injury reports up. On Monday, hopefully they give us something. Um, a lot of times they end up just saying, like, I'll give you an update on Wednesday, which would kind of suck with this many injuries, especially that now that we know, like, half of the team is on crutches and the other half is in a walking boot. Um, <laughs> I mean, those are going to be huge. Those are going to be huge for the, the rest of the year. If Sean Gary can't go this year and – if he has an ACL tear, I mean, we've seen it. Like, oh my god, that could cost him the first. Don't even put that on. The, don't put that out in the universe, man. I can't handle I know. that. I know. Oh, it could be ugly. It could be yeah. ugly real quick. Um, yep. keep it tuned to the feed. I'm sure we're gonna have. I'm excited to listen to RAE this week. Oh, Paul. Paul. Paul should be taking some victory laps on. Um, you know, like I said, his his fourth down and his like red zone turnover. Uh, analysis from this last week because that like i said that uh that very much came true and, and illustrated his points this afternoon man you never want aaron Rodgers being your leading rusher also <laughs> by the way i threw a couple picks that's that's how his press conference went it was very yeah funny. that was that was an interesting fun way to phrase it buddy <laughs> god oh man all right uh go pack go Go pack go and go and everybody who's listening, make sure this is what coming out Monday. Make sure you get yep. your butts out there and vote on Tuesday. Uh, as a person who works, works the polls, um, just want to get that out there in the universe. So get out there, get your votes in, do your thing. And, uh, and yeah, at that, with that, I'll leave you with a go pack go. <laughs>